Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com This week's episode of Guitar Nerds is sponsored by Indra Guitars. Whether you're after a full custom electric guitar, a repair, or just the smallest of modifications to make your instrument stand out from the crowd, Indra Guitars can guarantee a truly original result so that your guitar really is your guitar and there isn't another one like it in the world. Indra Guitars can realize your concept through discussion and understanding. You'll not be asked to conform to a pre-existing format or adapt your ideas to suit a production line. Design limitlessly from the ground up with the help of a fully trained, artistically minded luthier willing to break all the boundaries. Indra Guitars expertise in acid etching on their own guitar designs, custom plates, inlays and head caps gives you complete control of your instrument's aesthetic and opens the doors to a wholly original instrument as unique as the player themselves. Check out Indra Guitars at indraguitars.com and get in touch to start a conversation about your next dream guitar. Welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast, the world's number one guitar podcast. Oh, I am your host, Joe Brampton, joined this week by Mark Packham. I'm eating a Percy Pig. You are indeed. Jay Cross. I've just eaten some of those. And Matthew Knight. They're vegan? Yeah. Yes, yeah, you can get, you can get vegan yeah. Percy Pigs. Yeah. Not Did you actually get the good. vegan ones or the not? Because I think they have a different name. Um, no, we've got, they we've, might have, we've got they ones might have, that are... Uh, are they actually Percy Pig or are they like Percy Pig knockoffs? They, they've got, they do have beeswax in, so are they they're like, not really No, but the veggie pigs. ones do not. But I think it's one right. of those things they can't guarantee oh, yeah, we that can't it's vegan. Guarantee because oh, yeah, that these that's are fine. not tiny pig's that's heads. Fine. Well, because I'm, I'm, I'm certain that you can, um, they have a different brand name. Right, like Peter Pig. Yeah, I think, no, I think they're like... Percy and good friends or something, yeah. or like friendly Percy or something. Uh, yeah. By the looks of things, it's one of those things <laughs> where Hog. they're made next to something that's, that's got milk fine. in it. That's fine. May contain yeah. is fine. May contain is totally fine. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of may containing, this week on the Guitar Nerds podcast, this episode may contain 
uh, a whole load of really cool and exciting news. And we're going to be taking questions from our Facebook group, um, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds forum. You can go and join and join the discussion. Ask us questions that we might answer. Now, this week we're going to, I guess, before anything else, we should introduce our new patrons for the week. We've had a few. Um, so so I'd like to welcome aboard the Patreon train, Max Laprade, maybe Laprade, and Mitch Bergeron, JC Apthorpe, and Bjorn Jorgensen. Wonderful. Uh, thank That's you very great much. Name. No, great good name. names. Re- all, all really good names. I, I encourage people to be creative with their names as well on the Patreon. Uh, if you want to, sign I mean, up I'm and sure be Bjorn is a real name. It's just yeah. a great name. I was yeah. going to say, like, that's probably the equivalent of like you know. John Smith. Yeah, here. but it sounds, it sounds, it's very yeah, strong. Great. Very yeah. good. Yeah, I bet he's important. I, I, uh, I went, I went to BIM with a guy called Dean Vincent, which I definitely thought was one of the best rock and roll names. Yeah. You never trust Dean a person Vincent. with two first names. That's what I always say. I agree with that. Yeah, it's a, it's a good thing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to figure out how I can make Branton a first name. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't work. No, you cannot. Exactly. Anyway, um, first of all, we've been running a bit of a giveaway on the Guitar Nerds podcast in conjunction uh, with the wonderful Mikey Demas and Red Beard Effects. We've uh, we've been hosting this giveaway for a Red Beard Red Mist Mark IV over the last three weeks or so and this is the week. This is the week. Entries are in and closed. You cannot enter. We're going to announce the winner. So didn't of, people uh, enter this via the via. like loads of social and that? Yeah, yeah didn't you right. make your job in, impossibly oh, hard here? So long. Yeah. That was that was a good portion of my day today. Was actually because what I did was I put out maybe six, maybe eight different posts on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook where you could enter. And of course, I, I didn't realize until I had to then get all the names that I had to find all of those posts and then go through one by one and find them out. But also, I then had to make sure there were no duplicates. But also, potentially, doesn't it mean that the person who's won will never hear this? Uh, why? Why would they never hear this? Well, because they might not be a podcast listener. Well, they could not be a podcast listener, but I'm obviously going to contact them sure. on the platform. I, I have I have a list of which you know platform each of them was entered They're not going to so. enjoy the draw, though, uh, are they? I know. Well, that, let's let's hope that it is someone who listens to the podcast yeah. that will win. But there are, there were hundreds of entries um, for this, so so you know, and, and so fingers crossed it will be someone. But but yes. So we've got the uh, the old wheel of nerdune. Not going to hear it this um, time, unfortunately, because we're not taking audio from your computer. Yeah, but you are going to hear it because I'll just turn the audio up on my computer okay, here fine. Do so we need? it'll make a sound. But yeah, so we've got an awful lot of names. We're going to spin this wheel. We're going to take that one name and that one person will be the winner. What are they winning? They're winning a Red Beard Effects Red Mist Mark IV, which, as we've said, did very well in Gear of the Year 2019. <clears throat> and, you know, as you said, Mark, recently on, on the question section of last week's podcast, in fact, you were citing that pedal was one of the best options you can get for a, an aggressive sounding metal rig. Definitely. Um, and it certainly is, yeah, a, a, an absolutely fantastic pedal. I think Red Beard Effects are going to go on to do some fantastic things. So, are we all ready for this spin? Yeah. Do the spin. Who's got some predictions? You, know, you got any predictions? Well, I have to pick of 150 names of people that I don't know who's yeah. entered. Yeah, who, who do you think will uh, win? It's going to be, I'm going to say Steve Johnson. Steve Johnson. Jay? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, uh, Bradley Johnson. Okay, all right. And uh, and Matt, what about you? I'm going to go with Jonathan Johnson. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
Okay. All right. Well, let's find out. Here's the spin. Here we go. Oh, JJ. Come on, JJ. <laughs> oh, it's so... Oh, it's te- This is technological you to, advancement. You need to shut up and angle that. Yeah, it's done now. Oh, there we go. Otherwise, oh. people won't think it's like it's actually random. Yeah. And, it, oh, look, it's 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 it is Johnson. Johnson. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe it. <laughs> no, okay. So it's there's an underscore in this one. So this is an Instagram entry. Um, so Riley underscore Iowa Cura. Sweet. That's uh, that's the winner. Reading. Yeah, yeah. That was that's what it is. So well done, Riley Iowa Cura. You have won yourself. A, uh, a red beard effects, red mist, Mark Four. I'll get in touch with you on Instagram if, as Mark's pointed out, you're not listening. I to mean, the chances are that you know there's like what have we got? Thirty thousand subscribers on Insta, yeah. followers on Insta. I and mean, what, the chances like, are they're not three of them listen to the yeah, podcast. The chances so are they're not listening to I, this. I think this is gonna. This is the, gonna those be three good. Are like me. Joe oh, this and is Matt. great! This yeah. is great. You unfollowed. I'm on. I'm on. Yeah, I'm on Riley's Instagram right now don't, to check don't it like out. Docs Riley, please. No, no, no. And and it's like a, his last post is a set of Mikey Demas signature. Um, wrote a sound. Oh, that that's is quite nice. That's very that's cool. really cool. Oh, I'm really chuffed. As long as this isn't like a Mikey Demas alt account. Yeah. All the responses are just Mikey Demas is the best. Damn it! This is just a Mikey Demas account. No, that's good. Yeah. Oh, oh that wonderful. is nice. That's good. Lovely. Well, uh, there we go. What gauge are those stuff. strings? Are um, they like oh, that's, eight that's to one hundred and ten or something like that? Know. They're probably something good. Let's have a butcher's. I think they are. No, they are ten to fifty-four. It's a little bit a little bit lightweight for my taste. But yeah, there are 10, well, yeah, 10 13, 17, bass. 30, 42, 54. So, you know, a decent low end. 54 is a decent low end, but I'd want, you know, want like a set of, you know, you want the highs to be like a 12. Okay. Flat wound. No one wants that. Flat wound 12 to 56. Uh, speaking, of, speaking of flat wounds, uh, can I move on from this? Can I move on? Y- yeah, you can. Yeah, cool. Uh, speaking <laughs> of flat wounds, I went into GAC this weekend because I was in Brighton and I just wanted to have a little look around. I haven't been in for a while. And they have in there at the moment a original 1964 uh, precision base. Um, and I was like... Oh, oh, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. How much for? Uh, too much money. Like four grand or Ooh, something. Yeah, it's quite money. a lot of money. Not too much money. But well, I mean, too much money for us to right. afford. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, that's kind I, of what I, I was... Couldn't, yeah. I couldn't yeah. swap it for my 69 is what I'm saying. No. No. I don't I don't want to anyway. Well, you would never be able to do that. No. Much less desirable. Yeah. It's a jazz bass for one. What is your one? No, it's a P bass. Oh, it's a P bass. Oh, it's a 69P bass. He's got... What you've got to remember about Joe is he's got a great guitar. But he doesn't want to use it because he'd rather play like, I don't know, as part of your band or whatever. Oh, I've bought a, I don't know, a black rocking better. D, is, D come flying V bass or something. <laughs> I mean, that sounds quite cool. In yeah, um, but anyway, so they got this. Uh, they got this 1964 uh, precision bass. What finish? Olympic white. Oh, it looks great. It looks it, like yellowed. It looks like my P bass. Oh, really? It looks fantastic. What, but maple neck talk. No, it's rosewood oh, okay. board. Um, the problem is, is that it's. Um, what do you mean better? No, because <laughs> it's sixties. Um, but uh, problem is, it's got flat ones on, so it, it sounded horrible. Oh, it sounded you are terrible. What, what are you talking about? It, it sounded a- 
absolutely. Listen, oh. there is. Oh. Listen, Joe, you're all about your whole spiel. Your whole uh-huh. stick is about. Listen, you guys need to stop living in the past. You need to realise that modern stuff is better. You need right. to move away from boring valve amps. You need to move away from all guitars that aren't fan fretted. Yeah, well, round wound strings came out uh-huh. in 1968, superseding flat wound strings, <laughs> and the fact that anybody is still looking backwards towards those days. That makes him an idiot. Roger Waters uses flat wound strings, and you know he's cool. And, okay. And so does uh, so does what's his name? Steve. What's his name from Steve Iron Harris. Maiden? Yeah. Yeah. I'm so futuristic. I only use BC rich speed loader strings. Actually, I, I, on your P bass. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, okay. that's the only thing I can use because right. I'm Did so far to, in the future. Do you have to like tie them? I just chop the headstock off the bass, and then I just <laughs> just every time you need to play. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I glue it back on, then yeah, no, off it's again. Fine. Yeah, it's fine. That sounds better. Yeah. I don't know why any instruments have headstocks anymore. We, we obviously don't need them. We've got around that. You know, the the, the future has moved on. Does anyone that... make double ball and flat wound strings? Probably not. Almost definitely yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. Almost certainly get, not. It, whenever, when, yeah. yeah. Whenever you're looking at double ball end strings, they're always on bass. They're always like the lamest, lightest gauges as well. Because all those players do like, I get a back, back like 35 oh. to 90. Here so. we go. Oh, Someone, that's a great set. I'm going on a great set. Someone, uh, strings direct here. So here are the options for double ball end bass guitar strings. Right. So elites... Of course, elites make them. Elites who haven't changed their packaging <laughs> since about 1968. In fact, this is probably the uh, this is these are probably the last sets that they were made before the round wound strings elites came out. Elites are probably the last brand that still do paper packaging as well, because everyone else has moved to sort of plastic packaging Good, but to keep I, the environmentally friendly. That's right. But yeah. I also think that those elite like did change their packaging and they've gone back yeah, to no, the original. Have, vibe. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I love it. <laughs> Um, so broke sounds to them 40 to 95 <laughs> none, of, none of these are flat wound though are they oh no they're not no I did type in flat wound the only are ones that might these? be what are those labella ones yeah they are yeah double ball end flat wound oh, bass yes. strings how labella. much does labella do 43 to 104 okay of course makes sense <laughs> how much 75 quid oh. <laughs> labella strings are so expensive well but... yeah but they're, they're the ones, aren't ones. they? Yeah, you just want to avoid really cutting them off by accident <laughs> yeah. you know, when you're cleaning a guitar. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or- we all, we all uh, yeah, that they one. do appear to be the only flat. They, that was what I looked for. Uh, yeah, Labella appear to be the only. Oh, yes, yes. Okay, I'm 100% in. This is a post uh, from talkbase.com with the, uh, with the title <laughs> Double Ball Flatwounds Write Up. <clears throat> As of last week, I've tried every flat wound set available in double ball end on my Honer Jack base. So I've decided oh, to make right jack. up ranking of the most important differences observed. And then basically he goes on to list all of the different strings that he's used. What are they? Uh, Labella uh, 49 to 109s. Labella 43 to 104s. Optima Chrome... Uh, 45 to 100. Isn't that a character in Transformers? Like a Transformer. Yes. Datus, yeah. 45 to 105s. I mean, wow. Yeah, some of the words that are used in here are uh, clank, um, zingy. Uh, yeah, those are appropriate bass string words. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, there, but there we go. So uh, nice. that was from 2010. And uh, it's had about six replies, so you know that should tell you the uh, any any string manufacturers listening. Uh, don't, don't worry, worry. <laughs> it's not really a, there's not really a gap in the market there. I see. Yes. Well, well spotted, Jay Cross. This week uh, you've continued your musical adventures. 
I have. Yeah, I went to two. I went to two shows again uh, this week, uh-huh. and I probably might go to another one tonight if we finish on time. Uh, and uh, so it was quite the contrast of what I went to. So on Friday night, I went to a uh, emo show in Brighton. I went to probably like one of the smallest shows I've been to in a long time. It was in the basement of this pub in Brighton called The Bee's Mouth. Um, oh. <laughs> it's a very very small. Um, it's like a really weird pub like oh, really, i used that, to that, love getting in the bees mouth the bees and then mouth going to, to casbar next door and getting a really like bad burger it was great <laughs> we went burger. in there so much that they just used to know what we wanted so as soon yeah. as they saw us walk past they yeah, put it on I, the grill i definitely had an order <laughs> in the casbar within the basement in um in the bees mouth used to be a mini cinema yeah I so mean, uh, cinema minima if you will <laughs> minima very nice uh yeah so um a friend of a friend of mine went for, through a phase of uh she basically showed all of twin peaks right. in there over the course <laughs> of about six months or so uh just like watching two episodes a excuse me two episodes a week uh and it's a really cool place to watch it because it's quite lynching i guess yeah, yeah, yeah. also much. you know like a bit damp a bit like you're also, like, like, also like quite horrible yeah. very yeah. horrible yeah. very horrible. Uh, but anyway yeah. uh, so i went to this band called chalk hands in there who are like this emo band and uh yeah they're really good but yeah very very small and um then last night i went to probably the biggest show that i'll go to this year uh so i went to see baby metal Oh, of course. Uh, I went to see baby baby metal at the uh, Hammersmith Apollo in London, and uh, it was completely and utterly bananas. Right. It was some of the most ridiculous music I've ever heard. So I don't really, I hadn't really listened to them properly. I'd like listened to the top few tracks on Spotify. I mainly went because my friend's band was supporting, um, and uh, I was like, well, you know, I'll go see them playing in this enormous venue and then also watch this band that's meant to be ridiculous and uh so for people who don't really know what baby metal is essentially they are a like japanese idol group yeah um, that's a fair description do you I'd know say. do you know what an idol group is Joe? Uh, no so idol groups it's are, like sort of like a girl band it's right. kind of like a mixture between mainstream pop and diy punk right mainstream pop in the it's very, very poppy, catchy music. Yeah. DIY punk in that usually there's nobody there to watch them. R- right. You're right. Okay. So, because uh, there's like, they're like quite, there's lots of these idol groups. I see. But anyway, they, Mark's looking at me with mm, disdain around I wouldn't that. say that. I, I would say it very much varies. And Matt's also right as well. Yeah. That it's not just girl bands. No, 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 no. There's, you know, uh, there's, there's a whole range. Um, it's, I would say, it is. It covers a thing that we don't really have generally here, which is like pop acts, traditional style pop acts with yeah. like dance routines yeah. and stuff that play to anything less than like big theatres. Yeah. It's like the way that you can go and see a guitar band here, right from, yeah, where there'll be no one, right through to playing Wembley Stadium. But it is choreographed pop music yeah yeah do um the the biggest one in japan is a band called akb 48 um who have had uh at this point in time 134 members okay um they are a revolving um girl group in japan who have sold 60 million records in japan wow um <laughs> that's crazy uh yeah that that so but it, yeah like mark said it's something that we don't really ha- i think baby metal are probably the first 
crossover totally. group. Totally. I, I, I would say so, yeah. Metalheads. Well, yes. Yeah, so, metal. So that's the other side of it is essentially they're a choreographed pop band yeah. uh, backed by a, a kind of extreme metal band, I guess, to a degree is made. But they're like, the music's super poppy. Yeah. So it's like, it's kind of like the poppy bits of. I don't know the poppy bits of Dragon Force or like maybe Ramstar. I, I don't know. I'm I'm not explaining it very well, but it's like I would say it's even more the poppy bits of it because the, the the songs tend to be split between a metal bit, yeah, where there's generally that's where the choreographed dancing is happening, yeah. and then no, they are dancing the oh, sure, entire sure. time. But it's, what what I mean is there's an instrumental bit where the dancing is the yeah, main the focus. focus, yeah, 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 and then there'll generally be the chorus, yeah. which is the poppy bit that sounds like a pop tune. And it's it's just mad. Like, their big song is this song, Gimme Chocolate, right. uh, which coincidentally was written by the geezer from the Mad Capsule Markets. Really? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Written, written by the bass player, I think. I was, I was looking it up. Um, and I think he was part of the band at one point. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, but, uh, yeah, they were... It was just bonkers. Like, the show was amazing. They played for an hour. I watched about half an hour, and then that was enough. Um, but they, they played for an hour and the whole thing was choreographed. So they're like, they've got choreographed dancing going on the whole way through whilst singing. Um, and it was definitely all done live. Yeah. What was, um, interesting was, I think it was the first time that I've, it was the first time I'd seen a band on a silent stage. Right. Okay. So I'm pretty sure that they weren't using amps, that it was using, that they were using <laughs> Axe Effects or Helix or I've actually or, got or an interesting thing. The guitar, one of the guitar players... Uh, Takayoshi Omura, Omura. Um, his amp of choice is a katana. Of course it <laughs> of course. is. Of course it is. <laughs> because in Japan, if you buy a katana head, you get his patches if you buy them oh, from okay. certain stores. So yeah, I, I think off stage, yeah, he basically it all runs into a katana. Um, and before right. that, he used the waza. Oh uh, right, which, okay, right. So uh, yeah. Well, there was that? there was certainly nothing on stage uh, no, except I think for they, the drum kit. It's all rigged up behind the stage. I think it's one of those things where it's all rigged up behind right, the stage. Okay. Yeah, he has a signature set of patches on the katana and also plays a seven-string ESP. Yes, uh, Omara Custom in Omura Custom in Twinkle Pink. Oh, okay, that's not what he was using. Oh, uh, they, I've seen that signature in real life. It's amazing. They were they were both using. I can't remember what it was that the the guitar one of the guitar players and the bass player were using. I can't remember what it was, but they were very similar, kind of like a dipped finish type thing. And the guitars weren't really like the sound of the guitars. It was that kind of like hyper compressed modern metal sound, which just yeah. doesn't really sit well with me. Um, sorry, Matty. That's why I thought they were using amplers. That, that's why I thought it was amplers. But if it was Katana, then, you know, I guess I guess you can get that great sound from that as well. Um, but they, um, yeah, it was mad. Like fire going off and like the whole shebang. It was absolutely ridiculous. And I, I'd really recommend people going and like seeing them at some point because it was, it was a truly a incredible experience. show. Yeah, yeah. So they had like a video going on the whole way through that was all synced up to what they were playing and at one point they had a song with like a russian man doing backing vocals who of looked course. like he looks a bit like zangief from yes. uh, from street fighter like dressed you know like cut off sleeves enormous muscles and he was sort of like just stomping around going like oh you're, 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 or you know just like making very gruff noises that sounds wonderful uh yeah it was it, the show was completely and utterly like nothing i've ever seen before mm. 
and uh, yeah, I managed about half an hour before I was like, this is this is too much. There's too much going on. I need to get out of here. Uh, so yeah, it was good. Oh, amazing. Just what to um, follow up with your opening game, but actually they described, them, or they've been described as a kawaii metal band. As a um, what? Kawaii metal oh, band. Okay. Okay. Um, cute also, metal. Also, yeah, cute metal, basically. Idol metal or kawaii core. Yeah. Uh, a musical genre that blends heavy metal and J-pop. Uh, pioneered in Japan in the early 2010s. Mm, how about I've got that? to say, I bloody love Japan. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's the best. I once saw a up and coming as I was walking through the streets of Hamamatsu, a up and coming J Idol performing outside a shopping center um, to three people who are like had the. If you, if you ever watch like massive crowds of like J pop um, kind of performances, they've all got these like light up sticks. Almost like Glow the sticks, sticks you see people were like waving planes into in an airport. Um, and uh, yeah, there was just three people standing outside, like cheering on this J-pop idol oh. outside a shopping center. Wild. Well, there Brilliant. it is, Japan. Well, I also uh, I also had a had a show this week. Um, just about to embark on a on a just a, a handful of of shows with my band, uh, supporting a, a, a wonderful Belgian band called the Guru Guru. Um, but anyway, so we were we were going to head off to our first show, and I realised I had a problem because we haven't <laughs> played for a while. I'd had. I'd taken all of my stuff out of lockup. I'd had it dropped off at my house so that I could, you know, restring my bases and and rebuild my pedal board as well. I needed to, I wanted to, you know, change it up and put some new things on my pedal board. So I had, you know, I'd spent a couple of days picking what to go on my pedal board and I tell you what, I'd absolutely nailed it. So I'm using the middle-sized Friedman pedal board at the moment, which is this... Uh, this uh, like a, a two-tier board that has a built-in in and out box as well which is fantastic very helpful it also has a buffer on it i don't need that but really good little in and out box built into the side of the pedal board so very very nice so i always have my ms3 as my main switching thing um and then i'm going for the origin effects bass compressor at the moment that's my compressor of choice so those are all those are the things that you know are on all the time. Then the pedals there switching in and out. I went I popped the Hudson Broadcast on for the first time because I found it works fantastically on bass. If you just knock that low cut completely off, then it's a perfectly good bass drive. So I've got that in there as my drive. I've got the Strymon Deco going back on my board, using that pretty much on all the time with sort of a little bit of light chorus. Um, and and that was kind of it. I've got a, I'm using the Ernie Ball volume switcher, the Junior, the VP Junior on there, and a little um, uh, the little TC um, pitch. Uh, what's it called? Pitch pitch clip. No, the the actual <laughs> polytune. Polytune. Sorry, yeah, the polytune mini noir. So that's that's the board. All brilliant, fantastic. You know, did, cut up all the cables for it, made it all look absolutely fantastic. But it's still, what's that doesn't sound like a lot of pedals. The middle-sized Freeman board is very big, I mean, very chunky. It does sound like a lot of pedals to okay. me. And it, and it also goes in like a big flight case as well. And I realised just before, you know, the day before I was supposed to go and do this show, I was like, oh, well, I live a fair way away from the train station where, where I am, and there aren't really taxis. And, and also... Uh, you know, I'm once I get to Brighton to meet the guys, I'm a fair way away from where they are. So it's a, you know, it, it's it's I can't bring all this gear. And my girlfriend was away in America, so I was like, "What am I going to do to make all this stuff carryable as is one as one person?" I've just finished building this board, so I was like, "Right, I've got to make myself 
another board. Stronger, bigger. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. So I just started doing loads of press-ups and planks. You tried, but... <laughs> yeah, tried to beat the world planking record. Of, what is it, eight hours? Eight hours, 15 yeah. minutes, yeah, 15 that's, seconds. That's what I tried to do. Uh, no, uh, um, it, instead, um, I realised I had to make myself a small, portable um, board that would offer me everything I needed for the show, but without... You know, without having as many pedals. Now, fortunately, the MS3 obviously has a lot of great things in there. Compression's far too important f- for me to rely on um, on, an on a, inter- a, a digital uh, compressor. Yeah, I thought you'd switch to, to Plectrums now. Yeah, you, you don't need a compressor papped. anymore. You were, you, you, Joe, you were yeah. papped last <laughs> night on the Guitar Nerds forum using a Plectrum. I use a Plectrum for one song. Yes. The 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 curtain has fallen and we have we have found the Wizard of Oz. I still use a compressor when I'm using that Plectrum. It's very important to the sound. Anyway, I've I've actually changed my Plectrum choice again. To the sound. I'm going for the Ernie Ball Everlast uh, 0.88. So I took Mark's advice and just went up a thickness. Yeah. And so I've gone for these really handy as well I found because they are like a neon yellow which on a dark stage is really really good because I put them out on my keyboard players thing for when I never. How many it, do you use well, for just one in case song? I drop them. No because I'm constantly I use it for a bit and then I don't use it for a bit so I've got to just throw them away when I'm not using it so it's just that handy to have so them around. so environmentally unfriendly. Well no I just put them on I pick them up throw, afterwards. I just throw I just them throw away. Them up. No, I just, so many I just, I just, I'm just I throw them. them. I throw them into the Crowd for my adoring fans. Ago, the, the, I can get I tell you what, these Ernie Ball Everlast are very good. The the point eight eights. They're, they're, oh, they're, Everlast, they're called Everlast because that's their half life. They right. just actually they never decompose. Right. They will. They're, you, they're, what you're bringing into society here is awful, Joe. <sighs> okay, I'm I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> anyway, so I've got to make this mini board. Compression's far too important to me, so I have to have that separate. But I'm kind of loath to take apart the the board that I've already built. So I was like, well, I've got other good compressors. What shall I use? And so I brought out the Boss BC One. X compressor, the the, the multi band green X series bass compressor that that boss that boss made, and uh, so I popped that on the board and, and drive also. I don't want to use the drive internally because you often want to cater drive to like the sound of a room, and if I'm using the drive off of the MS3, that means going onto a screen, hopping through, finding it, adjusting right. it. It's complicated. I want to just be able to you know adjust the knobs real time so so i've got to think of a, a good bass drive but also i'm not going to have a chance to band practice this one i can't drive run this board so it has to be a pedal that i know well so i go for the boss bb one x is it the bb is that what yep. they called yeah. it the 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 blue um bass driver which uh which jay you've got one of as as well so yep. now so that's it that's the board i'm using the ms3 it's up on reverb the compressor if anyone's interested <laughs> <laughs> I go for the MS3, the the BB, uh, the BC1X bass compressor, and the BB1X bass driver, and um, because I'm no longer going to have a preamp on the board on the MS3, I use a treble booster on all the time at the start of the at the start of the chain, obviously after the compressors hit it, and uh, and then yeah, everything else goes on top of that, any drives, any modulations, things like that. And uh, yeah, I, t- I took it out, and so we had this, we had like a, a rehearsal before we went off to do the show, and uh, and the guys were all like, "Your rig sounds fantastic at the moment," and I was really aware. I was like, "It, it does. It sounds, it sounds better than it's ever sounded." With just this, and you got three pedals on I've there. I got three three pedals, and and you know, I'm using. I was using a complicated preamp before, and now I'm just using this treble booster, which was essentially, I guess, all I was ever doing with a preamp, and it's. 
just made everything better and and using a pick i was gonna say imagine if well, you upgrade it even more bit. and just don't use any pedals <laughs> <That'd sound amazing. laughs> that's never gonna happen i obviously use loads of ring mods and weird things did like they, that but did they uh presumably they couldn't see that you had a really small pedal board otherwise they would have said oh, yeah. oh joe what is this this sounds terrible i did get a few comments anyway because we knew the other sort of uh, one of the other bands that were playing and obviously i did turn up with a very small pedal board in comparison to everyone else it was a, a little bit embarrassing <laughs> I hate but, uh... your life. <laughs> <laughs> anyway yes we uh, we should speaking of incredible pedals we should move on and do some news news Mark Packham. Hello there. Um, you're going to start us off uh, because we're going to talk about what I think could well be Gear of the Year 2020. It's definitely got some potential. I want to talk about the TC Electronic Plethora X5, um, which is, I guess, the kind of... It's what the TC stuff has been working to towards for a while with all the X4 series and the kind of expansion of their range and obviously, you know, all the all the uh, tone print stuff that they've been doing. Basically, the Plethora X5 is five TC electronic pedals in one small kind of fly rig size board. Um, and it uses the, the tone print series and you can... And who's got a tone print? Unfortunately, you. Um, so you could... This is essentially a Joe Branton signature pedal. No, it's not. No, let's not go down that road. Cause this has got five switches on it, and you only use three pedals. So this is this is not this is nothing. To <laughs> no, do but with what Joe's saying is because one of the features with this is you can, uh, on each of the five uh, slots, as it were, for a pedal, you could put any of the TC pedals on there. So for example, you know the flashback, the Hall of Fame, Corona Chorus, Vortex Flanger, plus more than that as well. Um but yes, in theory, you could load up which one you've got Shake of Vibrato, haven't I have you? I have a Shake of Vibrato. You could load up the Shake of Vibrato on all five slots and set them all to Joe Branton's patch. Which I called Inky Vibe. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know why you would do that, um, but that yes. So I mean, it, there's there's not much more uh, to sell than that, apart from you know I think it's a great idea, and certainly if you were looking for something that could kind of sit in your pedal chain and almost do everything, um, then this would definitely be an option. The only thing that's not on here really is there's not really any drives, is there? Yeah, there's that one that Jay goes on about all the time. Oh, mojo, 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 mojo. Yeah, I haven't actually I'm sure seen... there are some drives in no, the TC I, range. No, I think it's all modulations and delays, but they have oh, really? added, added an external effects loop. Because I did see a picture earlier of the unit with the spark boost, and I was like, there's no way they've built analog drives into this. So I think it's all of their... So Corona uh, Chorus. Yeah, oh, damn, so it's not quite an all-in-one. No, I think you're also not going to get things like the dark matter and stuff like that. I'm just trying to load up the uh, their actual site. It doesn't seem to be loading. So you can... There are a couple oh, I'm of... on it. There are a couple of modes we for this, right? can't both be on it. It's only one at once. Yeah, yeah. So there are a couple of modes for this, right? You can use this in a traditional Stompbox mode, but you can also use it in a like a patch mode. So you can have each yeah, of the buttons like yeah, yeah. doing multiple and then, things. And then switch things in and out on that on that patch. Um, just to confirm, yeah, there's no drives in here. Uh, so the, the effects include Hall of Fame 2, uh, Flashback Delay, Sub and Up Octava, Brainwaves Pitch Shifter, Corona Chorus, Hypergravity Compressor, Mimic Doubler, Vortex Flanger, the Pipeline Tap Tremolo, the Quintessence Harmony, the Sentry Noise Gate, and the Shake of Vibrato. So yeah, you're not getting Mojo Mojo or Dark Matter or... 
the other drives they did. I'll, that tell, I'll tell you what, Milo, though. The rock violin. That is, a, that is a fantastic range of pedals, though. Definitely. Yeah, uh, yeah. Things like the... the um, uh, what was the... What's the pitch shifter called? The... the uh, There's two, isn't there? There's the harmony one and the pitch the shifter. The harmony one's the one I mean. What's it called? Uh, the harmony is the quintessence. Quintessence, that's it. That's an absolutely fantastic pedal. Um, you know, I think obviously the Hall of Fame is, is an incredible... Um, reverb pedal. And you've got to think, even with with just having those pedals, because of the fact that you can you can use artist models and 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 other tone prints that have been uploaded. Yeah, there are so many different versions of all of those pedals available to you as well via De- the TC site. Yeah, oh, definitely, absolutely. I, I didn't realise there were no drives in there. That so it's not quite that the is, fly rig uh, kind of board. Tell you what, that is a, a slight burn for me. I was like, oh well, if this does stop mode and it does a preset mode and it has everything in, including access to tone print, which is essentially you know a massive range of customised sounds. I was like, well, this is this is the solution to everything. But without yeah, but drives think, in there, that is a that that's a little bit of a trick. I mean, this is still an well, amazing I mean, product. I think it's the same, probably the same reason that you know things like, well, I mean, obviously Joe using MS3 and a lot of people has got digital drives in, but everyone's like, I've got my favorite analog drives. I've still got my tube screen, whatever I want to use, and they've put an effects loop in it. So, I guess at that point they're sort of saying, well everyone's going to have a pedal they want to use. And actually, one yeah. thing I thought was quite cool was adding the effects loop means you can run it for cable. So if you're running a two-channel amp with an effects loop, you can still run some pedals in the front and some pedals in the effects loop, That's, uh, which that I is true. was quite cool. The, the thing that I like about the MS3, though, is that at least you've got the option there to have drives. And they know. are actually very good, the yeah. drives on the MS3. Like, um, yeah, they're, they're fantastic. Essentially, the treble booster that I use is a drive that's, yeah, yeah. that's on there. Yeah, it? yeah. Well, with this, obviously, you'd have to have them externally and run them in the loop, which, again, is not a, it's not a problem. And I think it looks, you know, very intuitive. It's got the mash control built in as well. Oh, I um, didn't realise that. That's very got, cool. On got, each one? On each oh, one of them has man. got the mash control. So, so this, cool. is like a, this is like an expressive unit as well it's yeah, essentially yeah. got their own little built-in expression method you've well, I, basically I, got five expression pedals yeah and i mean they can all be fully programmed with the app i mean it effectively just think about buying there's an app five flashback mark twos but instead of just the flashback you've got all the other pedals they make yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so really interesting product i think it'll be interesting to see how people weave them into their existing pedal boards and you know what drive pedals they're using in there in the effects loop and, and things like that price wise uh three three nine nine dollars so, us dollars us dollars indeed so yeah it'll be interesting to see kind of where that sits because you know I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. It is, it's fairly uh, expensive. And, you know, even if you're, even if on the patch you're not using, like, one of those units, you know, if you find yourself only using, like, four of them yeah. ever, 
then actually I don't know if you're saving that much money over just buying them separately. <laughs> so yeah, it'd be really interesting to see um, see how it fits. But I like it. I like it a lot. It's be- great. It's definitely a creative tool in the same way that the MS3 is or, or loads of, you know, any other sort of multi-effects unit, you know, the, yeah. the Helix and everything like that. But, but having, I think having the mash, mash control in there, you know, giving you that expressive control over all those effects, having the effects loop. So, you know, as, as Matt says, so you can bring in your own drive, which does get rid of that, which is, I guess, kind of the only issue. And the fact that you don't just have to use this in a traditional stomp mode, you can use this in a preset function, which I think is when you have things like this, Mark, I kind of think that's how people are going to use this to, to sort of make the most of it. I can see it being part of a larger board. This, that's that's yeah. kind of where I think it where it sits. Yeah, definitely. I think this could be a really expansive pedal this is kind of a uh i think of this as being like a something that could be well used by ambient players for those big ethereal going right yes well uh, done. sounds that you know that that would be uh this this could absolutely be a thing i'm very excited i can't wait for us to get one guitar nerds is brought to you in association with faith guitars based right here in the uk faith guitars are designed by british guitar luthier patrick james eggle who has been hand building guitars for decades for some of the biggest names in the business founded in 2002 faith guitars have been voted the uk's best acoustic guitars five times in a row by both the public and panels of music industry experts so you can be confident in your new faith guitar Like all quality acoustics, Faith guitars are made of all solid tone wood, so you can be sure they'll start off sounding great and improve year on year. Faith don't use laminated woods, but you'll be pleased to know that despite the all solid tone woods, the superb specification and handmade construction, Faith guitars are still affordable, with prices starting at around £450 or US dollars. Discover the range at faithguitars.com and then visit one of the many UK or European retailers to try them for yourself. But hold up! If you're in the USA or Canada, you can buy direct at faithguitarsusa.com and by using the coupon code NERDS at the checkout, you can get an exclusive 10% discount. So, in the UK and Europe, check out the guitars at your local dealer or faithguitars.com. But for North American listeners... Buy direct at faithguitarsusa.com and use the coupon code NERDS for a special 10% off at the checkout. That's USA coupon code NERDS at the checkout. Faith Guitars, award-winning acoustics, designed right here in the UK. Um, We should talk about some more pedals. Matthew Knight, speaking of expressive pedals with odd controls... <laughs> uh, that, that could be any two that could be one of the two that you've listed joe branton oh okay well you you pick then all right well um i i think first of all we should talk i i want to talk there was one thing we didn't talk about last week but i have to talk about the hologram electronics microcosm um because this is my jam uh this is <laughs> basically um so we all raved about the mood, you know, amazing. That was a great step up from count to five. Amazing. Now, Hologram Electronics, so for those of you who are unaware of the brand, they did the Dream Sequence and the Infinite Jets, um, both being very ambient, very um, expressive kind of synthy um, pedals. They have now released the Microcosm, which is a granular uh 
looper with 44 different presets. Uh, on top of that, you also have a 60-second looper built in as well. Loads of different um, preset slots, reverb, um, in four different styles, you've got a hold sampler, pitch modulation, uh, resonant low-pass filter. It is basically the ultimate ambient machine. So taking all the things that kind of like the mood does, the count to five, um, that kind of granular looping expressiveness and then made it into one sort of awesome box with lots of cool flashing lights on it having an uh, allocated pedal for the for the hold sampler function is is wonderful yes i think one thing i've really like about this actually is um so from the looks of it annoyingly and you know i'm putting a strong worded email to hologram electronics is when as soon as i saw it, it's like i want to read the manual um <laughs> But they haven't put the manual online yet, so I can't read too much about it, which is really depressing. Um, because I really, really wanted to read the manual to the understand. The magic is in the mystery, Matt. Well, because no, the magic's only... in the manual. <laughs> the magic's in the manual. Yeah, because they've only uploaded one sort of sixty-second video, so I'm sort of um, playing a little bit of uh, guesswork. The, the website seems to be holding up a little bit more information, but. You know, I really want to read the manual. So if anyone from Hologram Electronics is listening to this, please send me the manual. I tell you um, what, it, it looks really simple. Yeah, I, I like the layout. I, like you no know, digital it, screen, all rotaries. Yeah. And for, then... the, for, the, for the amount that it, it, this suggests that it does, it looks very usable. It looks really tweakable. It looks yeah. like, like uh, basically what I'm saying is, it looks like I'd be able to figure this yeah, out. Yeah, and any of you oh, could do it. Yeah, As soon as there's a screen, there is a part just of like, me that's no, like, no, no, no. okay, hold no, on. I think, I think I'm all right. One, um, one thing I like about this, and one thing that's kind of missing from things like the mood or, or the count to five is, you get this amazing little sequence, and you're like, if only I also had a looper of my pedal yeah. board or something really quickly that I could just like capture like a, a bigger snapshot than the like five second loop that's going round. Yeah, totally. And by the by, the look of this, you can actually create these kind of um, you know these kind of micro loops and then feed it into another longer loop. Yeah. Oh, um, yes. So you can actually loop over the top of it, which is really good because it solves. You know, a lot of people like me want a looper, but you only really want it to capture the ambient stuff. And it's like, oh, it's all sort of built into this already. MIDI functionality as well. I don't yep. know if you said that. Everyone loves there? MIDI. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I just think this is going to be, I think this is going to be really cool. Yeah, basically it looks like it's broken down into micro loops, granules, multi-delay and glitches. And then on top of that, you've also got a phrase looper. It's got four little awesome lights that look like uh, they move around depending on what you're um, sort of doing. Uh, yeah, this is wicked. I can't wait to um, to get my hands on one and give it a go. I definitely think this is, I mean, we're seeing a lot of this kind of, thing now you know capturing kind of small snippets of sound and running them through filters or or modulation effects and the fact that you've got like a full resonant low pass filter in here and a reverb kind of they've they've sort of covered all the bases really um 400... website seems to give a little bit um of an indication of what some of the effects do um so for example like glitch mode um interrupts dry signal with pitch shift burts Burt's, Burt's. Burt's. <laughs> <laughs> micro montages and other pitch, unique modifiers. Pitch shift um, Burt's and reverb shift Burt's. Burt's. Um, and reverb old, Burt's. Pitch yeah. shifting Burt. Um, and a $499 price tag. So, yeah, which I think is 
fairly reasonable considering the mood is four four nine. Yeah, the that new seems blooper to be... is five nine nine. Is it? Oh wow. Yeah. Um and the Therme, I think, is five four nine. So you're even you know, if you're looking at some of the top end stuff like Chase Bliss, they're around that sort of money. I think the five hundred to five fifty is kind of usually the top end, I think, for these. You don't see a lot go over that. Um no. I guess, how much is the H nine? H nine six fifty. Right, Quite okay, a different yeah. beast, though. That's like a but full. I, t- I tell you what, face. I mean, yeah, yeah. In, you know, the H nine. I mean, the great thing about that is they've constantly updated it for the last like three or four years. They're always bringing out new algorithms. And actually, I was messing around with some of the new kind of pitch algorithms and stuff that are in there uh, the other day, and it's yeah, it's got some great sounds in it. But I love the fact that these things, like this new kind of wave of like micro loopers, that just make sounds that. I mean, in a way, they're not, they are a guitar pedal, but it's not like a delay or just, you know, a phaser. It's it's actually like just taking the input signal and then processing it in like crazy Interesting ways. ways. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I, which, I, which I really like. And actually, I guess if you wanted something like this, but maybe you were like, I just don't want the price tag, although it doesn't do all the same stuff. The Electronic Super Ego Plus um, was kind of the start of that sort of thing, you know, taking the freeze. Um, and then adding a bunch of other modifiers. This is sort of taking everything to the next level. Oh, yeah. The Super Ego was the first time I got a pedal out of the box, and I just went, I can't use this. I've no, I literally really? had no idea how to make yeah, this sound good. Yeah, it was, it was sound quite good. tough, I think. Was it? I mean, I've heard people make it sound great, but me personally, just getting out of the box, I was like, absolutely no idea. What, was it like I, a really tough box? No, no, no. <laughs> the vacuum <laughs> pad. The box was the standard. Uh, right. The pedal itself Did, was difficult to use right, uh, for a <laughs> layman like me. God knows what it would be like if Lame I worked man. in a... Yeah. God knows what it would be like if I worked in a shop now and I had to unbox something like this. And I'd just be like... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Should I just leave you with it? You can sort of figure it out. I'll come back in five, ten minutes. Yeah, I think that's you, probably you, how we go. You, you watched the video on it online, did you? Okay, cool. Well, you're one step ahead of me. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, it looks it looks like a super cool pedal. I, I I need to see if we can get hold of this. I wonder if this year is going to be like a, a war of the, you know, the big expensive pounds pedals. Yeah, thing is, yeah, exactly. I'm just thinking about building a pedal board that's got like this, a Zoya, a Mood, and a Looper, and then like actually never having to play guitar anymore. Yeah, and then the, the Chase, <laughs> just, just that, letting this do all it for me. The Chase Bliss preamp as well. It's a $750 pedal. Yeah. You know, and they're doing that that thing with uh, Meris as well, which is probably going to come in at a similar amount of money. Although I don't think they've announced the price point for it yet. Yeah. Well, yes. Well, um, be also, worth more than my house. That pedal board. In uh, in slightly more unrelated news, just talking about H H nine and being on the Electro Harmonics website, uh, they've just released a new foot controller um, that apparently controls things like the H nine and some. Um, TC pedals apparently. Electro harmonics have. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's called, it's called the triple foot controller, and it's a multi controller that works with a bunch of other pedals. Well, there, there we go. go. Oh, that is that? very weird. It's yeah, a, yeah. Another weird one from Electro Harmonics, uh, well. including the Brian May Red Special oh, by yes. Digitech. Fantastic. Oh, I love that pedal. Yeah, I tell you what, the list of pedals that it says it worked with is very... So, Digi, the Digitech, the Brimay, the EX7 Expression Factory. Yeah, classic. The Jam oh, Mans, the uh, Jimi Hendrix Experience yep. pedal, which I don't remember. That was the... Uh, similar to the Brimay, it was the sort of wah format. Okay, the Time Bender, which was a great pedal, the Trio Plus and the Whammy DT, 
the Dodd Rubberneck, a bunch of Eventide pedals, uh, uh, the three big, the Strifecta, uh, as it were, and then, yeah, some... <laughs> these electronic bass amps <laughs> of course the oh bass amps <laughs> the stuff that it's works with is so weird okay fair enough yeah, very random anyway speaking of uh, oh it's because sorry sorry this actually is quite interesting so just to no no cut, what this actually does is it um, it's an ABY for TRS okay so uh, well for is it TRS I mean it's you've got um, the three controls are ring, tip, tip ring sleeve, or tip and ring. So yeah. in ABY for is that TRS or is yeah, that yeah, just yeah. T? No, no, that's right. What's the S in TRS? Sleeve. sleeve. Yeah, tip ring sleeve. But a TR, it, does it, a TRS do yeah. three different things? Does it just do no? Can do. Just two different things. Just two, surely. Tip and ring. Yeah, but that's that's just a stereo jack, isn't it? That's not a TRS. Yeah, TRS is th- is triple. I love that this is us finding out about it now. <laughs> TRS, TRS does three things. I'm sure TRS does three things because it, it can do depending yeah. on the way the circuit's built. They were talking because in, on one of the very rare moments of the gear slum, actually talking about yeah, guitar you're right, stuff. You're right. They, they, is, yeah, they were three, talking about it three, do things. three things. Yeah. So yeah. this is just a stereo. This lets you independently run the stereo, like a stereo cable. In like, it allows you to run the the two things independently or together which actually now that we've you'll edit all this out right yeah yeah absolutely okay. so hang on a sec i'll just um yeah so actually what this does is uh yeah uh, it allows you to control um either the tip the ring or the tip and the ring together oh that's fantastic yeah, yeah, oh, very, wow. di- yeah, yeah. very different I to like a tr which, tip would, and which ring. would allow you to do three things of yeah, course yeah, of what course, sort of video would we, we, yeah, wouldn't yeah, know yeah. that yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah actually this seems this seems like a really good little um functional pedal i'm quite yeah. into it wonderful anyway we, we we are going to you know i i can hear in the distance you know the 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 sort of the the you got to edit this in some, some questions are going to come it. up but before we do some questions jay chris there is one more piece of very exciting accessory news how could we how could you even dare miss out the uh the brand new uh daddario accessories back blackline gear transport pack no backline it is backline the press release i'm reading has black put blackline but it is <laughs> <laughs> which is about one step away from putting a question mark at the end of yeah, the yeah, day. Yeah, that's, yeah. How, that's how interesting this piece this is the weirdest product this I is think. a very weird product so basically Dario have released a uh a backpack like a rucksack or a book bag for our american listeners uh uh, that has a load of different compartments in that allows you to store your accessories, store and uh, transport your accessories. So uh, one of the more interesting things that's on here is you can open up the bottom pocket on the back of the bag and there are... Uh, it's like a toilet roll holder. It's kind of like a toilet roll holder. <laughs> yes. I was going to say it's more like a toast rack. Right. So it's like a toast rack for your cables. So you can coil up your cables and store them individually rather than coiling them up and like having them all get mixed up, which generally isn't a problem for me because I just tend to take one cable oh. to a gig. So it's uh, <laughs> yeah, I definitely don't need this. <laughs> um, no, no, I do. Pretty... I really like it. I, I think, think it's great, I think... and I want one. I think it's really cool. Um, so you've got, you can do that. You can uh, store your mics and stuff in the top. Uh, the thing that I do dislike about it is it does. Uh, one of the things that it does have is a microphone stand holder on the side, which means they are aiming this at, you know buskers people who've got like cube streets and stuff like that people yeah. doing like right uh, 
open uh, mics and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, um, I think what they've done here is that they've realised just how kind of nerdy, like, tour mm. managers and stuff are yeah. about <laughs> accessories and, like, stuff that they can buy. Too right. And uh, this is exactly that. This is the like, thing is... You, there's other oh. ways you could do this, but mm. from all the kind of, like, techs and tour managers that I know, they're like... They just love buying stuff. The and other... This is exactly for them. Well, I think the um, the funny thing is, is like something like that would have been great. I was on a like a video shoot today, um, you know, sort of shooting some content, and we bought a bunch of pedi cases at work because obviously pedi cases are the best carry cases, like hard cases, but they're uber expensive and super heavy as well. And it's like actually, like the amount of times that we have to go, or you know, like I'm filming with someone, it's just like right, I need to take, you know. A, some guitar pedals and to make sure that we're using boss cables and power supplies and stuff and it's like trying to cram that in like a suitcase and then wheel it like something like this is actually like yeah. mega handy um what i will say is uh they've totally missed a trick because on the front of this they've also and you might not see this from the picture that that you guys have seen uh there is a little uh flappy bottle opener uh, which is on one of the uh, one of the straps, <laughs> which uh, for the sort of people who are going to be using this bag is going to be completely useless, except for when someone goes over to them and says, excuse me, can you open my beer for me? What they actually should have put on there was like an extendable Sharpie. Yeah. That's what would have been useful. A Sharpie that you can't actually take away from the bag. Like just a something. Compass, no, maybe. no, no. It, definitely a Sharpie. Yeah, okay, because yeah. a Sharpie is the sort of thing that someone goes, oh, can I just borrow your Sharpie? And then you never get it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas if there was, uh, if there was a way to have the sharpie kind of you know you can pull it out from the bag but then they let go and it it zips back in like a uh, tape measure that's what would would have taken this to the absolute pinnacle of the uh, accessories well but yeah um i think it's cool maybe maybe accessory of the year we'll have to see anyway anyway gear of the year best gear of the year best name best looking (laughs) best best almost without (laughs) doubt Anyway, what is that quackophony of noise I can hear? Yes, that's right. It is the 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 dulcet tones of the question duck, signalling that it is time for the question segment of the podcast. Um, uh, so yes, so we're uh, we're going to see if we've got any uh, any questions from our listeners that fit the bill. Awful, awful. (laughs) That was good. Have you been thinking of quackophony all week? No. I mean, what'll you expect me to do? (laughs) You're awful. (laughs) I am trying to be productive. Have you? you, Have you literally written them down? I've I've got I've got a duck puns page Uh. open. Uh, I thought that was pretty good. Anyway, um, yes, yes, let's uh, let's uh, dive headfirst into these questions. Uh, so Hayden Hamilton, uh, so we've got actually, we've got a couple of more bassy questions here this week, which is quite good. Uh, Hayden Hamilton has said, do you think we'll ever see a bass equivalent of the Katana, a high-quality gigable bass combo at that similar range? Now, not, not necessarily from Boss. Obviously, we don't expect Matt to, you know, let us in on, on secret future. secrets. But, but, um, but... You know, that, that is a good point. It does seem to be that things like the Katana, because it's not just Katana that's turned up. Obviously, um, lots of other brands have been working on excellent sounding digital, um, you know, g- gigable, affordable 
amplifiers and, and bass seems to be left behind slightly I think Fender are the only ones um, to really go after well, it I, yeah, um, I mean the, the Rumble series yeah is, they did is, the studio and the stage the studio which, and the stage is really good so at our Christmas party uh, you know a couple of months ago we had a kind of like little band jam I guess and uh, we did this we've done this the last couple of years and two years ago the bass amp that was there was a 8 by 10 and a <laughs> basement 100t <laughs> and i was like this is amazing i absolutely love it it sounds so good this time around there was just a rumble stage yeah. and i was like oh well, this is this is no good like everyone else has got like big these why have i and i plugged it in and it sounded so so good really good really one, loud um, go on sorry matty i was gonna say one thing and this is probably maybe more a question for well, I guess the question for all of you. But obviously, you know, so many bass amps now are obviously moving down that class. Obviously, like class D because bass players have gone, I don't want to carry around, you know, an SVT and an 8x10. Um, so, so many have gone down class D, but obviously all use very, very similar power amp sections. Um, so you've got companies like Dark Glass that are doing kind of their thing in the world of like EQ shaping. Um, but you don't see too many companies try and go down the route of like class a b but obviously just without without valve similar to a katana and going actually should we try and just make one amp sound like an svt well can but I s- not make it class a b because then you get more of the the kind of power out of it like you would a kind of vintage valve amp can, can i suggest that this amp sort of already does exist like the base version of the katana which is the cube 120 xl um <laughs> which matt is that still current a cube 120 xl base uh, no no unfortunately not but i've got one in the office and okay. uh, yeah it's pretty good they are really really good and the, the one thing i like about them you know obviously there's some digital modeling there there's the cosm stuff in there but it's not but- gigable Definitely. Definitely loud enough. 120 watts? They're definitely loud enough. Gigging volume starts at like 300 watts. No. (laughs) For the sort of like weird gigs you do, maybe. But for a lot of people, like that would absolutely be loud enough. It's ported at the bottom, so you get like nice bass response. um, And it's also got that uh, concentric speaker design. So it's got the tweeter in the center of the regular driver. Sure. Um, And I just think they were always really good. Yeah, they're definitely fine, but it certainly hasn't had the same impact as as the Katana um, because it doesn't do everything. Well, no, because it's a bass amp as well. That's the other thing. Actually, it it does quite a lot because it did quite a few bass bass amps. It it certainly does have a few presets. What I mean is I do think the size is obtrusive. Even if it's fine for some people, the Katana is gigable at every single level. Yeah, but, you know, it's got a DI output. Get some through the monitors. Lovely. No, but it's still still a solution based on your environment. Joe, remember, if you're using a 300-watt Class D amp, it has to be 300 watts to kick out enough volume to for it to be loud enough. Yeah. Whereas uh, if it's something like... Because that's why you'll get, like, you know, a guitar practice amp that's 150 watts or 200 watts or, you know, whatever, because they have to... At Class D, they have to be higher power to get more volume. Whereas yeah. Yeah, when they're Class that. A, B... Um, the the cube's not class AB rubbish. though, is it? I don't know. I, I'd imagine probably not. It's class. I would imagine it's probably class D. Let me have a look. Um, but it might be. We've obviously been doing that sort of thing for a while, but I couldn't be a hundred percent. 
Uh, yeah, there's no information here that would would tell me that. Unfortunately, it just says rated power output 120 watts. But I might find out. I, I find do you know out. what? I remember them being loud enough. Honestly, they're they're chunky sounding. At, I mean, at an absolute push, they they would be just about. I just don't think they'd do it with the comfort that something like, for example, the you know the the Fender. Uh, what was it called? The the Rumble, the Rumble Studio and Rumble Stage. stage. Yeah. Was it how loud's the stage? Eight hundred watts. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's quite a lot. How yeah. much are they though? Seven hundred and seven hundred. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, so that's still... different from a Katana, though, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Yeah. It definitely yeah totally. is. Well, that's what we're saying. The product doesn't exist. But you know, I think. I see. The... I always think they were they were loud enough. Um, the other one that I would point out, and again, it's I don't think it's available in any way anymore. But um, Ampeg B100R, the retro rocket. Uh, which is the 15 watt combo in the kind of um, flip top style? Not, it uh-huh. doesn't have a flip top itself. It's just a 115 combo. Yeah, I remember. Um, I remember the amp. Really um, good. Again, they are fan. Yeah, they were really good. I think. I think what it is is the product definitely doesn't exist because if the product existed, it would have taken the community in the way that the katana has. And what would a product have to do to take the base community, the or to be revered? You know by the base community in the same way that people are revering the Katana. I mean, if, if the budget isn't too much for a question, I well, would that, argue that... I think that, it has to be. It yeah, has yeah, to be sure. affordable. I mean, and, I would argue that the Mark Base 1-2-1 CMD combos... Oh, right, yeah. Def- definitely loud enough to gig. Maybe... They were a lot of money, though, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, they were. So that's look, the problem. Mark Base, Mark Base have, don't have price on their side. Now, other companies have done more affordable things. Things like TC, they certainly did combos in their BG. They did... Oh, no, it's BC. BG was the head, and they did... TC did their BC. C two fifty, and I think they. I think the two fifty was the number one head, the the number one combo that I used to sell to to people it, when I was working at GAC. If someone came in on a budget looking for a complete base solution, so head and cab, or you know, or combo, the the B BC, yeah, BC for combo. The BC two fifty was the thing I pointed people towards because it was just about loud enough. You had tone print on there which was great you could download an effect on tone print on there and have on there whether that's a driver or compressor or you know whichever one of those two things that is essential <laughs> but uh, you know that was a really good product but um the, it didn't like katana has such a sound it has a tone that is like yes this sounds fantastic as well as being the yeah. right price and being loud enough to gig whereas the tc was like it was the right price it was definitely cool and it was definitely the best sounding thing you could get for that price but it wasn't necessarily great sounding it just it it it, it, it was loud enough that that was it like the katana isn't just loud enough the katana is great sounding and that's what the bass community I just think made. that's I think that's guitar amps in general though isn't it because in the same way as there's more variety of guitars and there's more um kind of yeah well you know there's there's just more variety in guitars is that there's uh-huh. more guitar players and yeah. more and in general guitar players are willing to spend more money than bass players i think in general you're obviously a I mean, in a number of ways, you're an anomaly. But in this particular manner, you're an anomaly in that, you know, you've got multiple bass amps and you've got multiple basses. Yeah. Basses. I think in general, bass players have one or maybe two basses and they'll have one bass amp. And so kind of the, the um, uh, like the, the drive to do something necessarily different isn't there because there's maybe not the market for it. I, I mean, um, I think, I think, the, the katana is kind of one of those things that's almost an ultimate product and i think the base community could definitely like any community at any point could could benefit from there being something that is affordable and sounds good 
I've got a couple you know. uh, for your consideration. The latest version of the PV Max 300. No, but we know combo. it doesn't exist because because it would have. Well, I'm it telling you, it does exist. Well, no, no, but the community would decide that, not us. It wouldn't because base is a diff- very different thing. And usually, like base combos are not really a thing for gigging. Well, that's true, particularly in the kind of originals scene because. It will be shared base cabs. That's what you have. Yeah. So you don't buy a base combo, which is why it will never have the same impact that Katana I get, will have. I guess you're right. But what I'm saying is there are things, if you were looking for something that's affordable, super loud, almost certainly sounds good, although I've not heard this product, PV Max 300, uh, they're £399 right now, um, 210 um, and, although I think there's a 115 version somewhere as well. Um they're not a lot of money. And also, I'll point out, Mark Base CMD121P, right now, you can get one new for 585 quid. They were yeah. very good amps. I mean, on the affordable, affordable really front, amps. on the affordable front, Ashdown have released a, a series at the end of last year called the Studio Series, which was a, a load of combos, and they did a 15, a 210, sort of a, a, a 1.8. And, uh, you know, they're at, and, and they're sort of very much along the same line as those Ampeg B-Series combos that you pointed out yeah. as well. Um, so they're, and they're not a lot of money. Three hundred watts for four hundred ninety-nine pounds. Yeah, exactly. There are there are lots of things around that price point. They're certainly there, but nothing is <clears throat> nothing is becoming so sort of. There's not one thing in the bass community like Katana has become. Everyone knows about Katana. The the incredible impact it, that it's had. I think had. it never will do because bass combos are not a thing. I guess you're right. You buy I guess a bass combo if you're never doing a yeah, gig where another band is playing. You, you are you're absolutely right. And I guess uh, I guess Hayden, that is the answer to this one is no, there will never be one because as as Matt points out, you know, I mean, ba- I, bass I, combos don't work in a in a smaller gig situation. I would argue for a long time that product was Little Mark because everyone had a Little Mark. What do you but, mean? Like the Little Mark head. Did they? Yeah. For I've literally never seen one gig. Well, that's because you don't yeah, go to I, gigs. I also um, don't think that's true um, at all. You had one, and you only watch your band. Loads I and loads, loads. I had one. Yeah, loads and loads of people had I Little also, You didn't have I a had Little one. Mark. I had one. You came Mark, and watched my Matt band didn't. a lot, and I had one. Yeah. It was, it was mine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, there was a lot of Little Marks. I would also say for a long ba- time... I mean, the ba- the orange terror base. Terror. Yeah, that was that the one that did it. Yeah, yeah. Because it was a... But that was because it was a... It had valves in it, and people were like, holy, I can afford a valve head. Like that's why that one got bought. Yeah, I mean, I would say that I'd seen equally as many with little marks as I have uh, with the orange, but I I don't go to watch bands that sound like Muse, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, on the on that note, with, so that really feels like too much bass talk for really? today. Well, so we can have, we, we've um, got another two bass questions oh to get gosh. through, but no, actually, it is uh, we, we are up to uh, up to time on this week's free episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast. So we'll have to answer the rest of these bass related queries. Um, <laughs> <laughs> next week you can of course listen to an entire extra episode of guitar nerds every week over on our patreon site patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds you can also find it in the description of this podcast episode this week on patreon um we're going to be doing what is this our fourth this our is fourth, this is 2013 yes gear it's the of fourth the episode this is the fourth episode in our new series gear of the decade where each week we're going to be deciding what the best piece of equipment was from a year previous so this week we're doing 2013 which is in fact the first year that we originally did a gear of the year 2013 yeah. back when we were doing the GOK 
Guitar Shop podcast. Um, so we're going to be going up against our decisions from back from 2013. Seven years on, we're going to be seeing if uh, how much our minds have uh, have changed, have so fallen apart due yeah. to listening to each other's inane opinions for. Yeah. And if you, want to, time. if you want to listen to those inane opinions, uh, you can support us on Patreon for as little as one dollar a month. And you can enjoy the podcast and free and early every week. Plus, uh, you get to be a part of our live audience and participate in our semi-regular Guitar Nerds live episodes. At the $5 tier, you can enjoy an entire extra episode every week, plus access to our entire back catalogue. Um, and at the $10 tier, you can become an executive producer and enjoy all those benefits, plus the prestigious honour of having your... Your name's sung in the Patreon song. Now, um, now I'm afraid once, uh, once again this week, yeah, my laptop still isn't repaired. Well, yeah, you keep telling us. Yeah, I know. It's it's causing sort me a lot of stress. It seems like an excuse for you to not do very much work, if I'm honest. I don't understand like how it can take... just on time for you to go on tour. That's weird, isn't it? I don't yeah, understand how it can take. I don't understand how it can take this long. Those dodgy websites that you go on, they clog up. They like, really, they really just, clog up the yeah, drain. They really got to do a deep clean yeah, on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I assume that must be it because, yeah, a lot of super dodgy websites. Anyway, so because uh, uh, because we don't have that, we're going to see if... Now, I couldn't make it last week, but we're going to see. We're going to try again and see if I can get everyone's names read out in a single breath. Uh, which I think, will, if, if I manage it, would be very impressive, as, a, as as of the times of old when I used to do it in a single breath. So, Mark Pack, are you ready to accompany me on the verbal instrument? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> okay, here we go. You ready? Yep. All right. Aaron Sherman, Adrian Day, Andrew Good, Andy McKenzie, Brad Page, Brian Einsler, Ryan Hansen, Jonas Manson, Christian Lund Hansen, Christopher Lawson, Dave Lee, Derek Ritz, Simply James Baker, Eric Farr, Eric Hammer, Ernie Cooper, Gavin Randall Linden, Hans Arms, Jake Cumbaugh, Jacob McGee, Jake Gray, Jamie Kemp, J.D. Short, Jeffrey Wax, John Anglin, Keith Adams, Ken Sears, Mario Turan, Marcus Alcadaraki, Martin Clifford, Bellamy Martin Roberts, Matthew King, Marin Peters, Michael Hamill, Gravit, Nate Nagel, Neil Miller, Milton Bulgarian, Richard Southworth, Rob Master, Rob Crew, Rob Nolly, Rob Drop, Rob Rutherford, Robin Schritt, Ross Edward, Scott O'Rourke, Scott Kennedy, Sean Armour, Gaywood Mark, Steve Mark, and Stuart Rodson, Blake Warner, Tucker, and Matt Wheel Clark. Is that all of them? Yeah. You've got a very particular, uh, particular, very peculiar colour. Particularly peculiar colour you've got. That was really difficult, but I did just about make I it. I cannot believe that you had to point for the page to, to load. load. Did you see that? I <laughs> just have it open in two tabs. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that, that was that was terrible. Anyway, um, that is it. We'll be uh, <sighs> you know you can follow us on all of the uh, all of the popular socials with at Guitar Nerds. And some Ooh. of the unpopular ones at all. Yes, yes, I imagine some of those as well. Um, but uh, yeah, join us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Guitar Nerds Forum. Thanks very much for tuning in. We'll be back next week with more of this guitar nerdery. Farewell. Bye-bye. Cheers, gang. Take it easy. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. 
The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.